here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. So I'd like to title my sermon as The Days of Noah. The Days of Noah. And this morning we are just going to read a couple of scriptures from the Word of God to know really what Noah went through in his time and what God was trying to accomplish through Noah in the time in which he lived on the face of this earth. So we are going to spend some time to understand the days of Noah, Noah and his family, Noah's ark, and the Noah's flood, and trying to understand in the midst of all who our God was and is. Now Noah is the man of God. He's a righteous man of God. He lived on the face of this earth. And Noah, scripture says, he found favor in the sight of God. He found grace in the eyes of God. And Noah was considered as a precious and righteous man of God. We read about Noah in the book of Genesis. So if you can turn with me, those who are having your Bible, as I said, we, are, we need to read a couple of scriptures this morning. We need to turn to Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verses 5 through 13. Genesis chapter 6. Verses 5 through 13. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was so sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the, from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And scripture says in verse 9, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, means he was a righteous man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Verse 13 says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. You know, as we read in the scriptures, we realize the days of Noah. Scripture says the days of Noah was so evil and so wicked. The intent and the thought of the heart of men was so evil continuously. And Lord God was so sorry for making men human on the face of this earth. You know, if you remember when God created, recreated all these things that we see today on the face of this earth, scripture says on the last day of his creation, he just sat and relaxed. And he found everything was good in his sight. But now a couple of centuries later, now we, when God, Lord God, looks into human, the heart of human, the heart of human was so wicked. 
the devil who corrupted adam and eve in the garden of eden continued to corrupt every heart on the face of this earth and every heart was wicked and wickedness was seen in every everybody's lives and scripture says noah was the only man who was found righteous perfect in all his generations and scripture also says noah walked with god now i just want you, you to imagine the kind of wickedness that was going on on the day you know everywhere there were evil things happening and more than that if you read from the beginning of chapter 6 scripture also talks about you know the, the the sons of god the angels coming down to the earth and doing wicked things with human on this earth the lord god was so sorry for making human on the face of this earth you know such a wicked generation was the wicked generation of noah god decided to destroy the noah's generation all in all the earth completely and scripture says he did so lord god destroyed the entire world and he saved noah and his family now jesus christ when he was ministering on the face of this earth he talked about the days of noah so if you can turn with me to matthew chapter 24 we are going to read a couple of scriptures from there as jesus spoke about the days of noah matthew chapter 24 verse 37 jesus says but as the days of noah were so also will the coming of the son of man be jesus said as the days of noah were how the days of noah's were noah was there on the face of this earth in the same way the days of the coming of the lord will be and verse 38 says for as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that noah entered the ark you know jesus was making a parallel making a comparison between the days of noah and the days of the coming of the lord you know we all know the coming of the lord is very near coming of the lord is very close and jesus is mentioning the coming of the lord if you look into this world the world will be almost same as the days of noah You know we talked about Noah's days were so evil and so wicked but Jesus said it's the same thing that's going to happen in the days when Lord God is coming to this world. You know this morning I draw and want to draw your attention to think about the current days that we are living in. You know at times children of God you know we are you know kind of uh, you know isolated in many things that is happening in this world. You know because most of us You know we try to follow the word of God we stop looking here and there and we just want to walk in the ways of God and we fail you know to know what is really happening in this world the kind of evil that is happening today in this world you know at times we come across such things in television and in newspaper but really we don't really pay our attention to what is really going on in this world you know it is a sign that the lord god is going to come back to this world very soon because such a evil things are happening in this world today everywhere you know some of those things i just want to mention this morning to you You know a couple of those statistics if you look into you know this morning you will realize how wicked this world is you know the statistic says there are close to 40 to 50 million murder happening in every year there are close to 40 to 50 mil 
million unborn children are killed every year. Can you imagine that number? 40 to 50 million children are killed unborn. That means every day there are 125,000 abortions happening. Every day 125,000 children, unborn children are killed. You know, this is the statistics of World Health Organization. You know, how evil these days that we are living in. Murders everywhere. Unborn children are killed. You know, the days that we are living in is as wicked as the days of Noah. In fact, maybe more wicked than the days of Noah. You know, some of those articles uh, which I was reading, I was coming across, it says, Greed is the topmost evil today we see in this world. Greed. Love of money. You know, love of money. Everybody tried to do something to gain more. Everybody tried to do something, you know, to more, earn more money. You know, today we see so many evil that is happening in this world just because people are lovers of money. You know, when Paul writes, he says, in the last days, people will become lovers of money. We see that today. Greed is the topmost evil that we see today in this world. What about the lifestyle of people? You know, today we see you know, homosexuality lifestyle is seen everywhere. That has been accepted by many nations and many provinces and many states today. It has become a normal thing, which is even creeping into the churches today. You know, how evil the days that we are living in today. Statistics says four out of every ten, they have a homosexual orientation and they give their life to homosexuality. You know, we love homosexual people, but we hate the sin that they do because it is not according to the word of God. You know, in whatever we try to justify, we may say that, you know, they were John just born with that inclination of homosexuality. Then what do we do? But my Bible, the word of God doesn't allow that. Even though their inclination is towards that, it is the responsibility of the church to teach them the word of God and to bring them in the right path. We love them. We love such people. But we hate the sin that they are indulged with. And this morning we are talking about the evil that we see today. It is much more than the days of Noah. And that tells the church today that the coming of the Lord is very clear. Very near. The coming of the Lord is very near. The kind of drug abuse that we see. The kind of conflicts, the violence and wars. And the accident, the tragedies that is taking place. The natural and the man-made disasters and the calamities that are taking place today. Tells us very clearly, the days are evil. The days are evil. You know, sometimes we don't get that because we don't turn our attention. We don't pay our attention to what is happening. I just want you to drive through the downtown maybe one night. You will see how evil and how wicked it is. I just want you to get into those places where probably you don't go. And see, just to see what is going on in those places, we will realize the kind of evil that is happening. Days of Noah was wicked. And you know what God decided? God decided to destroy that generation. You know, somehow our God is a compassionate God. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. But at the same time, He also is a God of vengeance. He's also a God of wrath. He did that in the past. And He is still doing and He will continue to do. The reason why we don't see that happening today because we are living in the period of in the time of grace. 
The dispensation of grace has not come to an end still. And one day it is going to come to an end. And we will see the wrath of God. We will see the wrath of God. And it's in such a wicked time. Noah was living as a righteous man on the face of this earth. If you can turn with me again to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6 verse 18 talks about this righteous man, Noah. Genesis 6 verse 18. Scripture says, But I will establish my covenant with you. God is telling to Noah, And you shall go into the ark. You, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Only eight people. And God said, I will establish my covenant with you. The only reason why God is establishing his covenant with Noah, because he was found righteous. He was found just. And God, Lord God, know that the seed of God is going to come in his generation. Because he was a righteous man and God wanted to protect this righteous generation. And Lord God is making a covenant with him, saying that you and your wife, your sons and their wives, will enter into the ark. You know, in the midst of wickedness, in the midst of danger, in the midst of trouble, we see God making a covenant with his children. You know, that's how our God is. Even, you know, when you think about the children of God, when they were in Israel, in the, when they were in Egypt, the Egypt was going under destruction, but God was making a covenant with his children. You know, when calamities strike our lives, when you know, disasters, sicknesses, when dangers are coming on our way, our God is trying to make a covenant with us. You know, when we speak to some of us, you know, we realize the, the difficulties that they are going through. And we, when we, as we observe them carefully for a couple of months, couple of years, we realize the way God is working in their lives. The way God is trying to you know, bring discipline in their lives. Trying to bring obedience in their lives. You know, when we walk away from God, you know, God you know, brings us to a point where we will not be able to turn any side other than looking up. You know, God brings us to that point. And that point we realize that only we need to trust in God because He is the only way. And God brings us to that point and he expects us to make a covenant with him. Because he is a covenant making God and covenant keeping God. You know, God works in our lives. The things that our God is taking us through, at times it is for good. Most of the time what God does in our lives, it is for good. But we don't realize that at the moment. But God you know, will make those moments as testimonies in the coming days, in the later days. But you and I need to be very careful to make covenant in those points of time in our lives. You know, when God makes a covenant with us and when you give over your hand to God and tell him, Lord, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do for you. In this way, I want to walk, Lord. I will not do those things in my life anymore. And when we make that covenant with God, we will see God's miracle happening in our lives. You know, Noah and his family were protected because God made a covenant with this man of God. He was found as he was found righteous. 
Noah and his family today very well represent the church. Now I just want to make a parallel as we go you know, further down. Noah and his family, they very well represent the church today. Church is kept not for wrath. Church is kept not for destruction. Church is made available today, made today for safety. You know, today children of people of this world, they need to find the church as a place of safety. And they do not know because they do not know the word of God. And I want you to turn, to, turn with me to, to a scripture, beautiful scriptures where God talks about, Paul in fact, he writes about the protection that God is assuring to the church of God. The God's children. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We are going to read from verse 1 through 10. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. I just want you to listen to this scriptures very carefully where God talked about, Paul writes about the church and the kind of protection that God is promising to the church. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, that you refers to you and me today, that you refers to the church of God, but you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. That means you are not living in darkness. When this day comes upon this earth as a thief, you will not be affected. You will not be hurt by the day, the coming of the Lord. Verse 6, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Verse 7, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Verse 9, for God did not appoint the church to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. You know, what a promise that God is giving here to the church. When the day of the Lord is coming, the way the flood was coming upon this earth at the times of Noah, the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief. And when the day is so dark, when the days are dark, the people are living in this world, they experience the darkness of this world. But children of light... We are going to be preserved. We are going to be protected. Because as verse 9 said, as verse 9 says, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, church represents a bunch of people who are saved by the precious blood of the Lamb, who are saved by Lord Jesus Christ, who, who become the children of God, who are into the fold of the Lord's. You, know, you and I are kept well preserved. We are not subjected to the wrath of God. We are preserved at the day of the coming of the Lord. As Noah and his family were preserved when the flood came upon this earth. And this morning we are talking about the days of Noah. And we are talking about 
the Noah and his family. Let's continue this morning. Let's talk a little bit about the ark. Noah's ark. Let's again take it back to Genesis chapter 6. Verses 14 through 16. Genesis chapter 6 verse 14. Here we see the instruction of Lord God coming to Noah. And this is what God said in verse 14, Genesis 16. Sorry, Genesis 6. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. Its width 50 cubits and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with the lower second and third decks. You know, we see an instruction of the Lord coming to Noah and God is asking Noah, this is telling him, this is how you need to make the ark. You know, one thing I just want to you know, highlight this morning is the ark was made with wood. The ark was made with the gopher wood. That's what scripture says. And the ark had only one door. And Noah and his family were saved as they entered into the ark. The wood that was used to make the ark today tells me the wood that was mounted on Mount Golgotha. You know, there were many cross were made probably in the Roman Emperor. In the Roman Empire. Crosses were stocked because, you know, the, the earlier days, the punishment was, you know, crucifying the thieves. Crucifying the criminals. That was a common punishment. But there was, an, there was a cross that was made on that day. And that, was, that cross was kept and preserved because that wood was not just an ordinary wood. It was a wood with which kind of Noah was making that ark. Why the ark was made? Because of protection. The, the, the danger is going to come upon this land. And Noah and his family need to be protected. And God asked him to make the ark with that wood. And there was that wood that was mounted on Mount Golgotha. There our Savior was crucified. And that cross, that wood brought salvation. As Jesus died at the cross, which was made of wood. That work that Jesus performed at the cross brought salvation to the mankind so that you and I are protected from the judgment of the Lord that is about to come upon this land. You know, as the door, as the ark had only one door, Jesus is the only way through which we can enter into safety. You know, that's the reason Jesus said, I am the way. No one can come to my father except through me. You know, today the world needs to understand this fact because Jesus is the one. There are not many ways. There is only one way and that way is through Jesus Christ. The why God did not keep many doors to the ark? Right? Simple reason is people will all enter through many doors and enter into the ark. All the wickedness will enter into the ark. And today Jesus is the only one door because Jesus is the only one who gave his life. Jesus' blood is the only precious blood that can save nothing else. So that all the sinners can enter through the door, Jesus Christ, because and they find safety as they enter into the ark. Noah was made to ask to make an 
ark with the wood and there was only one door you know we can talk about many good things about noah's ark and that ark saved noah and his family as we see ephesians chapter 2 will not go there ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 says the death that jesus made at the cross the death of lord god at the cross that broke the middle wall of separation that broke the middle wall of separation because what Jesus did at the cross in Colossians 2:14 scripture says Jesus canceled all the legal charges that was you know cast upon our lives all the legal charges because of our sin was so heavy upon our lives but Jesus on that cross he gave us life and he made that way for us to enter into safety and that's the reason Paul writes when he says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, he says, the message of the cross is foolishness for those who are perishing. But for us, but for us, it is the power of God towards salvation. In the message of the cross is foolishness for those who are perishing. But for you and me, it is the power of God towards salvation. You know, Noah was asked to make that ark. In the same way, Jesus gave his life at the cross and he brought salvation to mankind. You know, when Noah prepared this ark and Lord God commanded him to enter into the ark, as we read in Genesis chapter 7, verses 22 and verse 23. Scripture says what really happened when Noah and his family entered into the ark. Scripture says in Genesis 7, 22-23, all, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. You know, when flood came upon this land, all the living thing on the face of this earth, all those who had breath in their nostrils, they died. Verse 23, so he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing, and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. You know, when flood came upon the face of this earth, all the living thing were completely destroyed. All the living thing were completely destroyed except Noah and his family. You know, now Jesus later on, he said, as we read, but as the days of Noah were, so also will be the days of the Son of Man be. Now I just want you to imagine, only Noah and his family were protected. The rest are all died. But now Jesus is saying, what exactly happened in the days of Noah will happen on the day when I come to this world. <coughs> but if you remember, Lord God also made a covenant with Noah, saying that I will never destroy this earth with flood. Then what is about to happen when Son of Man comes to this world? Because he said, Jesus said very clearly, as it happened in the days of Noah, so also will happen in the days of the coming of the Lord. So if the days of Noah was destroyed, the earth was destroyed by flood, and what will happen when Lord Jesus come back to this world? That is what is called the day of the Lord. The day when Lord God is coming to this world. You know, we want to read the scripture in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Probably you'll get that on the screen. 2 Peter chapter 3. Verse 10. This is what Peter writes about the day of the Lord. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. 
both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Noah's world was destroyed by flood. The current world that we are living in is going to be destroyed by fire. The current world that we are living in is going to be destroyed by fire. That's what scripture says. When Jesus said, as it happened in the days of Noah, so it will happen in the days of the Son of Man. This is what Jesus exactly meant by. Now Peter is writing it saying that on the day, the heaven is going to pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with a fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Now I just want you to imagine when we walk through the downtowns of some of the cities. Just want you to look at the tallest building in that city and tell that building that you are kept for fire. You are kept for fire. The things that we see today in this world, it's all kept for fire. That's what scripture says. You know, one day they are all going to be burnt up. The kind of heat that is going to be generated when the Lord appears, our Lord God appears, that fire is going to destroy the entire world, the entire earth. That's what scripture says. Noah's flood was kept there to destroy the wicked generation so that the wicked generation, the wickedness will be removed from the face of this earth and the fire that is about to come upon this land is going to come so that only the pure and only the sin free will enter into the heaven, into the eternity. Noah's flood signifies the day, the day which is about to come upon this land. You know, I believe as we read about Noah and his flood, God Almighty is reminding us that his coming is very near. The kind of wickedness that is happening on this world tells us today that the coming of the Lord is very near. He is going to come as a thief, as the thief comes in the night. But for the children of God, it is safe. But for the world that is living in wickedness, the wrath of God is going to come upon them. Finally, this morning, I just want to close with having a little bit of understanding about who our God is. The way God has been working. From the day one and until today. One thing that we realize, he is a God of creation. You know, our God makes things and he destroys. It's exactly the same as, as we enter into a potter's house. We see a potter making a vessel. And as the vessel is not coming up to the expectation of the potter, he decides to destroy that and he will remake you know, that's how our God has been operating from day one. He is a God of creation. And he was continuing in his business of creating new things. And this morning, I just want you to get this fact. He's a God of creation. You know, scripture says, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it says, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the, of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God also created the angelic beings when God created this earth in the beginning. We don't know when the in the beginning was. Maybe millions of years ago. Trillions of years ago, we do not know really. But in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he also created angels, the spirit beings, 
And as we know, when Lucifer was trying to rise against God, he was pushed into the earth. And Lucifer became a fallen angel and he turned to be a devil who started working against God. And if you know the scriptures, some of the scriptures talk about what really happened in the pre-Adamic age, even before Adam and Eve were created on the face of this earth. What really happened in that age? You know, scientists may call that as a, a you know, ice age or a snowball age. You know, in many different ways, the scientists may define the pre-Adamic age. In the pre-Adamic age, the spirit beings, the angels were there. And when the wickedness was so huge, when the evil angels fall on the face of this earth and they were becoming so wicked and they performed all the wickedness that what we see today in this world, what happened in the time of Lot, what happened in the time of Noah, all the wickedness were happening in this world because of the angels by the angels. And scripture says, for example, there are many scriptures, Jeremiah 4.23. Let's read the scripture, Jeremiah 4.23. That scripture talks about what really happened in the pre-Adamic age. Jeremiah chapter 4. Verse 23. Scripture says, I beheld the earth. And indeed, it was without form and void. And the heavens, they had no light. I beheld the earth. And indeed, it was without form and wide as it appeared in the in the in the, in the book of genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and the heavens they had no light you know when the angels were in wicked when living in wickedness when they were doing wicked things against god god decided to shut the source of light and the source of heat you can imagine if the source of heat and light is shut the earth has become an ice the whole globe has become turned to be a snowball. That was just called as an ice age. The pre-Adamic age. Now we don't know after how many millions of years. When we read the verse 3 in the book of Genesis chapter 1. Scripture says, then God said, let there be light. You know, God created the initial world. Heavens and the earth. And he destroyed as he shut the source of light and heat. They all got destroyed. And now in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, God is recreating the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Let the word, let, is bringing something into existence. Bringing something to appear. It was there, but now God is making it to appear. Let there be light. In fact, God is recreating this earth. And he produced and he created human on the face of this earth. And as we see from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 6, the wickedness becomes so heavy that God could not handle it. And God decided to destroy the world. And he sent a flood over this world in the days of Noah. The entire world got destroyed. Except Noah and his family. And God restarted the life on this earth. We read that in, that's a beautiful scripture, Genesis chapter 9. After the flood, God is restarting the life on this earth. Just want you to read, if you can, Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. 
Exactly same thing what God said in the garden of Eden. Now God is asking Noah to tell to his children in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. The same thing that God spoke to Adam and Noah. Now because God is restarting life on this earth. And Noah's days are back on the face of this earth as we are expecting the coming of the Lord. Now God is, God who created the world, the heavens and the earth, who destroyed because of the wickedness of the angels, he recreated the world and now he again he destroyed the world because of the wickedness of people who are living at the time of Noah. Now he cre again recreated life on this earth and now God is about to destroy this world once again by fire. As we are living in the days of Noah. That's what scripture says. And you know what? As I said, God is a God of creation. Scripture says God is again going to recreate the new heaven and the new earth. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21 verse 1 says. When everything is burnt up by fire. When everything is completely gone. When the church is caught up into the heaven. And the church is with the Lord God. Now John he's seeing in his, with his eyes, in his vision, he is seeing in Revelation 21, verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no more sea. And our God is a God of creation. He created and he destroyed. He recreated and he destroyed. Again, he brought life again into this earth. And he is going to destroy this life again, again on this earth. And he is going to recreate. He is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And you know what? The good news is that heaven that God is about to create, it is going to last forever. Because sin is not going to enter into that new heaven and the new earth that God is going to create. You know what a mighty God we serve. The way he operates, at times we don't understand. But that's how our God is. But church is appointed. You and I are appointed. Not for wrath, but what of God says. You and I are appointed for the day when God is going to create the new heaven and the earth. Because we are going to live with the Lord God forever and ever. Only one condition. Sin cannot enter into that place. Sin cannot enter. Because if sin is allowed, again God had to destroy. The reason why sin is not allowed, because God is not having a plan to destroy that anymore. God is going to live with the children of God forever and ever. That is the ultimate plan of God. And this morning, I believe God is bringing the life of Noah in front of us for only one reason, to prepare our lives for the eternal heaven. Shall we close our eyes this morning? I believe God has speaking, spoken to us. God was speaking to these little ones during the last five days. And this morning God is speaking to us. Whatever happened in the days of Noah, it is going to repeat again. Who knows probably in our lifetime. Who knows probably in the lifetime of our children. God Almighty is going to come back to this world very soon. His footsteps are at the door. Scripture says he is standing at the door and he is knocking at the door. And this morning, how many of us are willing to listen to his voice and tell him, Lord, like Noah and his family, me and my family, Lord, need to be protected. 
Me and my family need to be protected from the wrath of God. We cannot handle it, children of God. We cannot stand when the wrath of God is poured on this earth. You and I need to be protected. And God has assured and promised the church saying that the wrath is not kept for children of light. It is kept for the children of darkness. And this morning, God is drawing your heart and my heart closer to Him and telling Him how much more important that we cannot walk, we cannot do, we cannot live the way the world lives and does and walks. God wants us to walk as children of light. Me and my family need to be protected. Me and my family need to be found under his safety it is time to ask the Lord Lord cleanse my life cleanse all my household and prepare us Lord for your coming prepare us Lord for your coming and this morning God is speaking not to people outside but to the church and he's reminding us the coming of the Lord is very near Lord God wants you and me to prepare and get ready for the day in which he is going to appear Father God, this morning, Lord, when we look at the life of Noah, we realize, Lord, how important it is, Lord, to be righteous. How important, Lord, to be, it is important to walk with you, Lord. How important, Lord, to find grace in your eyes. How important to find favor, Lord, in your eyes. How important it is to please not people, but you, Lord, but you, only you. If Noah would have pleased people, Noah would have got perished in that flood. Noah was not willing to please people. He was willing to preach. He was willing to preach the word of God. And this morning, God is calling the church not to please, but to preach. So that the church will be found when God, Lord God is coming to this earth. Father, we thank you for speaking to us this morning. We once again give our hearts. We once again, Lord, ask you that you would draw our lives to you, closer to you. We pray that, Lord God, none of us, Lord, none of our families, Lord, to be left behind, to be left behind, oh God, when you come to this world. And this morning, we submit our lives. We submit our family, oh Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, you would, Lord, take us into that safety, oh God, that you are prepared for the church. Lord, this morning I ask you that you would, Lord, help and realize the church, Lord, help the church to realize the fact that they are not kept for wrath, but they are kept for protection. Lord, this morning we ask you, the Lord God, the people, those who are living around us, oh God, let them realize the church, the only the church of God is going to be preserved. The rest are all going to be burned up. This morning, Father, we ask you that you would make that fact clear, Lord God, to the people, those who are living outside. And help us, enable us, our God, to go and tell them about the wrath of God, the way Noah preached. Father, give us that boldness. Lord, give us, Lord God, that desire. Lord, we ask you that, Lord, give us, Lord, give us, Lord God, that faith, oh Father God, in you, that your word will never fail, but it will be fulfilled, oh God. This morning, continue to speak to us. Lord God, continue to, Lord, help us to hear your voice. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us this day. Thank you for your words. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.